I mean, we haven't seen the Oakland Athletics yet, but that has to be the worst baseball team I've seen in about 13 years. Yeah, it's Kevin close. Parker. They're not they real stink. good. They're, yeah, they're not good. That's a they're having a White tough Sox time right now. Talking about folks. The Blue Jays, 8 nothing winners over the White Sox today. A whole lot of Yusei Kikuchi, a whole lot of Bo Bichette going on. Uh, we are monitoring John Schneider's post-game news conference for any update on George Springer, who left the game after being hit by a pitch on the right hand. X-rays were negative. So we will see if the skipper has anything more to say about uh, George's availability. Of course, the Jays have tomorrow off, and they start a three-game series against the Seattle Mariners on Friday. The numbers, as always, 416-870-0590-STAR-590, 1-888-666-0590. Look, you're stuck in traffic. Traffic sucks. You're going nowhere. Trust me. (laughs) Give us a call. So, Kevin, <laughs> you guys are well, laughing at me. I mean, uh, I, what the hell? I'm being honest with them. I'm being honest with the people. You're not going anywhere. Just look in front of you. Just look in front of you. It's a guy in the van. I mean, it is. Nothing's happening, and something's under construction. Anyhow, ain't nothing for the Blue Jays over Chicago White Sox. Barker, uh, let's let's start with, uh, well, let, I mean, let's start with you, say, Kikuchi. Um ho-hum let's see what were the numbers on him 11 whiffs six in the slider three in the four seamer two in the change 12 called strikes four in the slider four in the four seam three in the change one in the curve explain to me why something you said in Blair and Barker Barker earlier today about called strikes being such a, a, a significant indicator of how good you say Kikuchi is pitching yeah I think he's unpredictable he's capable now of, of throwing more than one pitch for a strike you don't have to if you're a hitter now just trying to eliminate and get to one pitch. Now he's got a couple of pitches. He's got the, the slider that he likes to throw. He's got the cutter that 90 to 91. He's got the four-seamer that can go away. He can elevate that with two strikes. Uh, he's got the split change, which he's, you know, he'll occasionally throw that. He's not going to abuse it. Uh, today, Danny Jansen did a really good job by not abusing the, the cutter, which that's sort of his security blanket, right? Whenever he's going frisky. He likes to throw the cutter a lot, and it's just nice to see Danny back there sort of pulling back the reins and saying it's okay to do that, but we got to keep it in the zone, keep it on the edges. He's found a nice little mechanical uh, thing that fits him now. You know, it's simple. He can repeat it. He gets it out front. The velocity's there. He's doing it with a ton of confidence. I mean, they catch every single ball that, that's hitting the outfield and the infield. They're playing good defense behind him. He's losing confidence, and so's Danny behind the plate, and that's a lethal competition right now. Just think, going into the season, we were thinking, man, them first three guys, boy, they're really good. We have no idea what we're going to get from the fourth and fifth guy. All, <laughs> now of we us, do. all of a sudden, they're predictable, Yes, which is kind of nice to watch. Well, absolutely. Early season predictability, early season innings from your starting pitchers. That saves the wear and tear in the bullpen, and, of course, as we saw in the postseason last year, there is a trickle-down effect. That manifests itself usually in October, and the Blue Jays certainly want to be playing baseball in October. Kevin, here, here. Forty-nine percent first pitch strikes for Yusei Kikuchi last year. No, this year. Sorry, uh, this year going into this game, sixty-seven percent today. Yeah, you have to. I, I said that. This, you know, it's it's one pitch that will put a hitter either on the offensive or the defensive and just by that strike one now opens up everything for the guy standing on the mound that he can do anything he can nibble he can attack uh he can his misses could be a little bit bigger because you're on the defense now you tend to occasionally chase that that is a huge pitch we talk about that all the time 
you, it may, it turns a good hitter into not such a good hitter. It turns a great hitter into a good hitter just by that one pitch. And the more he throws it, the better he's going to be because of the velocity, because of where he's living with the secondary pitches. The misses are better with the slider and occasionally the cutter. And occasionally when he's trying to eliminate a pretty decent hitter, he throws the split change. It's a big pitch for him. That needs to get better. I said this on our show today. If you need to pick at anything, it's O-O. And in the swing counts, you know, he needs to stay away from those. But, again, he's the number five guy on a really, in a really good rotation, and he's doing these kind of things every time he goes out. I, I'm picking because I know there's more in the tank, but, man, I don't know how you can argue. If you're Pete Walker and John Snyder, you're sitting over there going, I mean, it's pretty easy. The last couple of days they've been able to just to sit over there and watch the show, which is kind of nice. Nice days at the plate for Bo Vladdy and Santiago Espinal making that start. Three hits and four trips to uh, the plate. Uh, two runs scored. A couple of ribbies in there, I believe. Jeff is looking. Uh, Got one RBI. One RBI. Every, every once in a while you get hit in the hand, you change some things. The first thing you think of when you're coming off of something that you don't like is you got to make sure you catch it out front. you got to get it started center. What did you see today? Getting the head out. You know why that is? You get hit on the hand, you think if I catch this thing the wrong spot of my barrel, that's going to hurt. I don't want to do that. So you do things with your lower half. He was ready to hit. That's kind of nice to watch again. You're getting these things to the bottom of the lineup, and then the big boys are showing up. The big boys, what were they today? They had a bunch of hits. They had five RBIs between Bo and Vladdy. That's how you do it. You get the two big boys to carry you. You get everybody else to fill in the blanks, and then all of a sudden you turn, turn out from a good team to a great team. I mean, the White Sox basically waved the white flag in this one in the sixth inning. Yeah, they ain't trying. You know, no, they're not They're not trying. They had one, they had, they had one foot in the uh, – in the charter uh, in the sixth inning, and the Jays' bullpen came in. What are we looking at here? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve strikeouts, something like that. Yeah, Swanson faced four guys. He struck out four. I mean, we we had him on our show nine today, strikeouts. and I and I was really bad because I didn't ask him about his when he lifts his leg. He's got that little turn. He's got the short arm where he hides the baseball. His arm slot does not go below his belt, which is a huge deal. You could tell. I mean, the 93-94s are looking like 97-98s because he hides the ball and he tunnels that split finger off, and he was really good. Jimmy Garcia's been beaten up the last mm-hmm. couple of times. He's been out, right? The, the four-seamer, the sinker, the slider, been getting hammered. It's nice for them to bring him in sort of bottom of the order, right? It's 8-9-1 he's facing. He's a little bit better. You can build off that. You can have some confidence. They're going to need him to have a huge year. Matt and Guelph, get us started. Awesome. Um, love the show. Love your guys' banter. It's been something I've listened to for years, so I just wanted to give you guys a quick shout-out. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to give an appreciation for Vladdy. I think after what happened in the offseason with the Jays getting rid of Teoscar and Lourdes, you know, his season could have went down quickly, right? But I think just the growth and maturity of that guy, he's still a kid, but he's playing like a man, and I think he just needs a quick shout-out because he's been fantastic. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you said that. Thank, thanks for the call. I mean, a couple of things about Vladdy. I, I, I keep mentioning this, and I know I sound like a broken record when I mention it, but, and actually, Danny mentioned it in the telecast. You know, I think back to what we were, we were thinking about Bo when he came in, and I think, isn't today the anniversary? Today's the four-year anniversary of, Bo's de- or of, of, of Vladdy's debut. And think about, we didn't know what position he wanted. I mean, the only reason he was a third baseman is because when Alex Anthopoulos and those guys were scouting him, they said, what position do you like? He said third, and they said, congratulations, son, you're a third baseman. And we didn't know what position he was going to play. We didn't think he'd play third. Uh, frankly, I think a lot of us thought that DH was going to be his best position. 
And the guys want a gold glove as a first baseman. And, yes, you know what? Charlie Montoyo and, and, and John Schneider have at times had to give him, you know, a blow at DH instead of first base. But the dude plays in some capacity every day. And, and I, I just, I mean, I just can't say enough about that because I guarantee you when folks saw Vladdy and everybody started talking about the weight and everything, at no point, at no point did they think that four years into his career, he, I mean, he's in the lineup. That's all there is to it. He, he, he's a reliable player. He's not just a great hitter. He's gone beyond being a great hitter, Kevin. He is a reliable player. You can count on Vladdy. Absolutely. Well, he's a weapon on both sides of the ball now. I, I think that's what it is, right? You want the ball hit to him. You want, in big moments, him to make a play on the defensive side, and you want him at the plate when you need a giant hit. And that just credit to him, what he's bringing to the table every single day. He's an offensive threat. He is an aircraft carrier. He is one of the elite offensive players in baseball. And I think we get spoiled sometimes by even thinking that last year was a a bad year for him. I mean, just the numbers he's going to put up as an offensive player are going to be elite stuff, right? So that's why we continue to have the conversations that we do about what he's going to get paid and how much fun that is to talk about. We have no idea, but it's at least fun to talk about because he's a rare player. The things he does offensively, it's just it warrants us sitting down and having conversations that the number might start with five. Now, it may not, but, man, the way he swings the bat, and now he's turned himself into an elite defender at first base. And, oh, by the way, he's so good that he can get better over there, right? Mm-hmm. Just by the where he's positioning, the balls he can go after, picking baseballs in the dirt, right? He's getting better at all these kind of things, and he wants to play every day. It's credit to him. Chris and Stony Creek, what's up, Chris? Yes, guys. How are you? Great show. Always listening. Good to hear from you again, my uh, friend. Good to hear from you again. Thank you, sir. I just want to stick up for Jeff for one second. Okay, Kevo, you know I love you and you're great. But I want you to know every time you make fun of Jeff, you're making fun of a Hall of Famer. I want you to know that. Oh, Jesus, God. <laughs> I don't know about that. You are uh, Jeff. You tell them, buddy. Uh, you let well, them all I know, Jeff. That, but, he's making uh, fun of you. I'm like, that's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, but he's also in the Virginia Tech Sports Hall of Fame, I think, and, and that's that's funny. I think I think Barker's statue is right next to Michael Vicks, if I'm not mistaken, in the Virginia Tech Hall of Fame. You went too far. I know yeah. I have. I know I have. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, guys, okay, let me just say quickly, um, very entertaining to watch the team. I think that, you know, as long as the starting pitching is good, this team will go very far. I just want to talk about one point Dan Schulman made. Vladdy, he had a very interesting statistic saying that he was in the upper echelon last year of players that hit, that make contact on balls outside of the zone. So essentially, when Vladdy expands the zone and hits balls outside of the zone, instead of missing them like most guys without his talent do and get extra pitches to swing at, he's making weak uh, contact or weak pop flies, obviously. So Obviously, what we're seeing from him this year is him bringing the ball back into the zone and hitting it hard. But I just found that a super interesting to, uh, stat that, you know, sometimes when you're super talented, you know, that could be a bit of a downfall sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. Thanks for the call. Hey, hey, look, again, we, we talked about how special he is offensively, and I think sometimes – we, we just need to step back and not talk and, and just watch. <laughs> I think that's about the easiest way to go about it. And if he can just refine the little things, 
which is exactly what Chris is talking about and Dan Shulman's talking about, about the bat-to-ball skills and the elite bat speed and the hip rotation and everything that most hitters don't have. He has all three, and that enables him to be able to get the balls that most humans can't get to. Yeah, look, it's refining it. He wants to do special things when the ball is going over the fence. And to be able to do that, you're not, you you got to sort of back off and not swing at those pitches. And that's what we're talking about. He does elite things, and he's just not the, the, the best Vladdy that I think we can possibly see just yet. He's going to get better, which you know, might be scary for the league. It's funny because I think it was something Caleb said yesterday when we were in the field. And they were, we were, as a matter of fact, it was. It was somehow we were talking about Josh Donaldson and how Josh Donaldson would intentionally miss pitches in that in spring training every now and then. And one of the Ooh. things one of the things that 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 he used to talk about is guys who are such good hitters that you can make contact on pitches. You can make contact on pitches that realistically you're probably not going to do any damage on, right? But you're so good, you're such a good hitter that you're going to get your your bat in the ball and you got to sometimes you've almost got to be you you got to be careful because yeah, I can get that. But the, the end product isn't going to be that great. But you know what? I, I can still get it. And I wonder if there are guys, I wonder if there are guys like that. Like, I'm sure, you know, Vladdy's old man was like, the stories about Vladdy Sr. hitting a double off the wall in Harrisburg on the ball that bounced 20 feet in front of home plate. I, I, I would find it hard to believe that, it, that, that Vladdy is thinking about, I'm going to expand just to put a ball in play. That, that's, that's sort of not his M.O. when he's walking to the plate. He's trying to do damage to do damage because he has a lot of moving parts. You got to get a good pitch to hit. You got to get your pitch. And you can tell, you don't have to be a brain surgeon and break down swings to know how they're trying to get him out. It's a little in off the plate. It's a little way off the plate. He can lay off one of those. Don't have to lay off both of them. Lay off one of them. Numbers will go up. They'll be great, which is what we want to see. 416-870-0590, star 591 Zero five ninety Billy and Mark, and we'll get the Billy, and then we'll take a break. Go ahead, Billy. What's up, man? Haven't heard from you for a while. Team must be winning. <laughs> this is not going to be a bad phone call. Trust me. Maybe at the end a little bit on Vladdy, but uh, guys, I just love these three guys that we picked up, and this is why I've always praised uh, Mark Shapiro. I-, I love Shapiro. I think he's one of the best GMs in the game. And when we bring well, Ross guys- Atkins is technically the GM. Let's well, uh, let's well, okay. Yeah, I like Atkins. I like Atkins too. I like them both. So, but, but listen, to see to see the just to see a different game played by three guys: Varsho, by Kiermaier, and by Whit Merrifield. It's just different, and nobody can argue it. These guys' heads are always in the game. They don't get doubled off bases. When 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 when, when Kiermaier goes to the wall, he picks the ball up, already throwing. You know it's going to hit uh, uh, Merrifield in the glove. It's just a different game, and it's, it is a joy to watch, guys. It just really is. Uh, the pitching right now, let's not, get, let's not get too carried away. They're pitching great, and we hope they can do this to the end of the year. Uh, we're going to, you know, I'm not worried about Tampa Bay running away and hiding. We've, we've I am. Got, well, we've got, well, the thing is, Jeff, I've always said to you that if somebody runs away and hides, that's okay. If they put up 105, 110 wins, I'll, I'll tip my hat to them. But let's yeah. let's not be fighting for that wild. I, I want the wild card secured by September so we can get ready for the playoffs. I'll take my chances with the Jays against anybody. Yeah. Now, Billy, listen. Thanks for the call. I mean, Kevin and I talked a bit about this this morning. It's just that it's the professional approach of a lot of these guys. It's a professional approach of the of the outfielders 
you know, covering up for each other. I mentioned that play in, in New York where Kiermaier dies for the ball, doesn't get it. You know, last year, with all due respect to Lourdes, he's nowhere in the general vicinity. No chance. And Dalton Varsha was right behind him. And things sure. like that add up after a while. Yeah, they're a better team. But I do uh, – Billy, boy, Billy's all over it. Uh, when he's talking about Alec Manoa and taking him out too early, I actually asked John Snyder that on the field. And he was saying – he said to me, obviously you would like to leave him out there for the extra inning. But the way his season has gotten off to – Hasn't been real good. He'd been really good, if not great, in that game. He wanted him, even though it was at the bottom of the order, the next inning, he wanted him to walk away from that with tons of confidence, maybe getting that win. That was the whole point in taking him out. So I'm assuming, obviously, knowing what happened, if if they would have had it to do over, they would have probably ran him back out there. But I do want to tell Billy that because Billy is most of the time all over stuff. So. I did want to pass yeah, that the, along. It's the old line too. You want you want your pitcher to walk off the field with the rest of his it's team. An enti- it's, it's an enti- it's an yeah. entire season here, right? And and we all know how Manoa's looked. So, yeah, the the obviously the three guys that they brought in have been really good. Uh, but we want them to be great. So that's the thing, right? You're trying to figure out who they are, where they're going to fit in. Can one of them hit cleanup? How they're going to help you when push comes to shove late in the season? And there's no question that they're helping them on the defensive side for sure. Look, I bet you've probably moved in your car about five feet since we started the show. So, give us a call. The numbers are 4168. I know I'm not making you feel any better. I'm sorry. Don't worry. The number one sign for you, Yeah, don't worry. I will be joining you all in about another another 20 minutes. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. The Blue Jays, uh, well, boat race. That's the uh, the Chicago White Sox this afternoon. They'll have tomorrow off open a three-game series against the Seattle Mariners on Friday. It is Blue Jays talk, a winning edition of Blue Jays talk, a shutout edition of Blue Jays talk on Sportsnet 590, the fan. John, you mentioned before the game, dodged a bullet with uh, Santiago Espinal. Is similar with George, or is there a little bit of wait and see when some, maybe some swelling has to get out there? Yeah, wait and see. X-rays are negative, um, just a hand contusion, right hand contusion. Um, so we'll see. You know, off day comes at a good time for him. Uh, so we'll just kind of wait and see how he feels tomorrow. George Springer leaving this afternoon's 8 nothing win after getting hit in the right hand with a pitch. Michael Kopech, and as you heard John Schneider, you just heard John Schneider, the Blue Jays manager, say x-rays were negative. The Jays have tomorrow off. We'll probably have to wait until Friday and see uh, the exact nature of uh, of the injury. It is right now a right-hand contusion. Um, and, you know, as Shai Davidi asked the question and made the point, we all thought the worst when uh, Garrett Cole hit Santiago Espinal on a, uh, yep. with the pitch. And three days later, Four days later, Espinal's getting three hits in a game. So let's wait and see. Uh, let's wait and see what the status is of George Springer. 416-870-0590, star 591 The Jays have the first series sweep of the year. 8 nothing. They capped it off with a win over the Chicago White Sox. You say Kikuchi was excellent. Bo, Vladdy, Santiago, Espinal coming through. And uh, the Jays have tomorrow off and will open a three-game series against the Seattle Mariners on Friday. It's time now for the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365. You're look, what are you looking at? You like that Standings. Program. Yeah, well, it's early. There's three. With Bet365, you can bet in things like player props, totals, or game outcomes across many different sports. 19-plus, play responsibly, Ontario only. 
And remember, the standings at this point in the season, they really don't matter. Unless you're 7 and 17? No, unless Then they a, probably matter. No, unless there's a company paying for the ad spot, in which case they are right now the most important thing in my mind. Uh, actually, actually, the Jays were not the only AL East team who've uh, completed their uh, completed their action today. The New York Yankees beat the Minnesota Twins 12-6. Yankees had a bit of a scare. Aaron Judge had to leave the game after sliding awkwardly into, th- into third base. Jumped up, went right off the field and into the tunnel, into the clubhouse. No problem, though. He came back to uh, finish it off. And the Baltimore Orioles beat the Boston Red Sox 6-2. So as a result, the standings are thus ahead of tonight's game between Tampa Bay and Houston. The Rays, Kevin Barker's Rays, my Rays, they're 20-4. and four. Baltimore Orioles, my Orioles, the non-Showalter Orioles are 16-8. and eight. The Blue Jays are 16-9. and nine. The Yankees are 14-11. and 11. The Red Sox still 13-13. So the end of today, everybody in the American League East is still going to be 500 or better, which, uh, well, that's quite something, Kevin. Yeah, there's some good teams. You know, if you hadn't noticed, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, there's some very good teams. Absolutely. Some very good teams here. Joe in Mississauga. You're on hey, Blue Jays hi. Talk. What's up, Joe? Hi, Jeff. Hi, Kevin. Uh, it's interesting. Eight preseason predictions were that uh, Jay's starting rotation was uh, looking like the best in the majors. Uh, they had rocky starts. I think everyone had a rocky start early season. What's wrong with the Jays' rotation? And now it's back to uh, it's one of the best rotations in baseball, looking that way with uh, the last week or so, the last couple of weeks. So uh, it's funny how baseball goes, but uh, – Love it. Uh, just wondering what that, you know, we played about 20 games, whatever we played, 20 or so games. Uh, with 25, those uh, 25 games, so with the, the new rules and uh, how they've all adapted. Baseball's always so slow to change things, but I think it's been good. I think it's made Kikuchi a better pitcher. And uh, overall, it's just better for baseball. What do you guys say? It's made Jeff a happier broadcaster. I live in Hamilton. I'm getting out here at 1030. I'm getting home at 1120. It's perfect. It's perfect. That's all I care about. No, all kidding aside, listen, everybody you've talked to likes, I mean, the, the, the faster pace of the game, is, it's, it's much better. I think you need to do, it's, my understanding is, you know, some of this statistical evidence we've seen in the first month, it's not like the game has become way more explosive offensively than it was last year. It is a different game. There are more stolen bases. The pitch timer, I I'm almost at the point now, uh, Kevin, I don't know how you feel, but I'm almost at the point now where I don't notice it. You know, I'm not even looking on the TV or looking at the, the scoreboard to try to figure out how many seconds are left, which I was doing which, which, which I was doing in the – Every time we talk to a player, it's never a conversation Exactly, they yeah. Even, they don't even bring it up. They no. don't even, you don't even notice it anymore. These, these guys, I told you, these guys are elite athletes for the most part. They're going to go out and make adjustments. You know, other than the Bassett and – you know, the Alec Manoa getting through just the first, how do you do it? How do we get the sign, you know, and still make a quality pitch when you have to make it in big moments? And it's that one inning. We saw Kevin Gossman mm-hmm. go through mm-hmm. that one inning. He came out and said out loud that, man, I just would have liked to just but, taken a little deep breath and walked around the mound and collected myself. They're trying to figure you know it what? out, what did and we it's see? not a thing anymore. What did we see in that next start? He was throwing a, threw a couple of balls out. Well, I mean, the guys are figuring out how to buy – a few extra seconds, and 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 I, I think, especially in the case of a guy like Alejandro Kirk, we've seen him. He's more comfortable now calling timeout. There's just Barker's right. The players, once you get to the regular season, 
and the game has kind of got its regular season pace, and there's lots of fans in the stands, and everybody's attention is focused a little more. It it really it's doesn't do any good to complain a, about it. It's here, and you know figure what? Figure it out, and they figured it out. It's I, I, I mean, I hate to sound like an apologist for Rob Manfred here, but the game's in such a good place right now. It's great. Like they've got some issues. It's They're, great. Obviously, there's some issues with Oakland Stadium. Uh, you know, there's still some stresses as a result of the CBA. Unfortunately, we're starting to hear some owners talk about a salary cap. But Ooh, good luck. bottom, yeah, good luck is right. But bottom line is the game, the product on the field, I think is way superior to what it was last year. And Kevin Gossman made an interesting point in spring training when we had him on Blair and Barker, and, and he he was looking at it from a from a pitcher's point of view. He said, "This is the type of stuff that's going to interest me." When you're pitching and it's really muddy and the field is wet, like, are we going to be able to clean, you know, how are you going to be able to clean your cleats between pitches, things like that? Um, you Maybe know, that I, was overthinking. I, other, but other people have all said, hey, let's wait and see what it's like sure. in the summer. When it's 41 degrees in Texas, let's see how gung-ho everybody is about throwing mm-hmm. a ball every 20 seconds. But all that is going to play out. All that is going to play out. Yeah, it's look, I can't. I, I, I said this when, when I went to spring training and I was listening to everybody trying to figure out and throw their bullpens and, you know, the hitters, how do you step out? Does it look any different? Did Vladdy, no, 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 whenever, no, no. whenever no, no. Vladdy just got thrown at, the ball ended, it looked like he was disrupted or couldn't walk around a little bit and collect himself? Absolutely not. It's the eight seconds. It's longer than you think, right, when you make eye contact and all those things. Now, for me, it's not an issue. Like, there's no more excuses. You know, I think No hitters should have one of those anymore in big spots. No, we had used to it. We figured it out. Now go out and do your thing. Yeah, we had Ryan Dempster on, and I think it was Ryan Dempster that's saying, you know what baseball players are really good at? They're really good at complaining about something right away. The sitting back and looking at it and thinking, okay, how can I use this to my benefit? I mean, where there, where there's gray area in everything in baseball, and you're starting to see guys do that. You're starting to see guys manipulate the clock a little bit. You're starting to see hitters try to figure out what mind games they can play with, mm-hmm. with, with pitchers. And, and that's, I mean, that's baseball. You know, the, the, the thing that I'm really going to be intrigued about, and, and I don't think we can, we can really come to a conclusion on it until we have a half season's worth of evidence, is the impact of the shift restrictions on the game. You know, again, a lot of the Optics. numbers, a lot of the underlying numbers, it, it's not like there's been an offensive explosion this year. I keep getting back to that. The yeah. game looks a little more like it used to look. Optics. But it's not like there's, there's this... Tremendous off- who was t- offensive. Raise explosion. your hand on who was tired of seeing timeout and the, and the shortstop run into right field. I was. You don't see that anymore. It's just the optics of the whole thing. Now you don't even think about it. Just the game looks cleaner. It, it's a more fun product to watch, and that's, the, I think, the whole yeah. point. And, you know, teams are not being stupid with the bigger bases either, even the Blue Jays. They run smart. It's not you're just running because they're closer. No, you got to be smart about it, and you don't want to abuse it. And that's what these teams are trying to figure out, and they're figuring out early and – you know, you got some talent here who all the time doesn't need somebody to tell them how to do it, and I think sometimes we need to give the players a little bit more credit because now i, I got to be honest. I watch every single inning, every single pitch, every single out. I don't even notice it anymore. No, I, it's I'm, not a big deal anymore. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. It's uh, It's been much less um, intrusive to mm-hmm. my enjoyment of the game than I thought it might be. No question. Because I wasn't one of those. I, I never really complained about it. I like baseball. I love baseball. I've seen a lot of games. Three-hour baseball game, you know, 
it's, it's not the worst three hours of my life. I just didn't want it, but want, want it to take away from the outcome of the game, and it has, it has absolutely not done that. Not done no, that. It, it, is not, no. it has not done that. Now, you know, we have not had that big game yet where there is a big incident that happens as a result of the pitch timer. You know, that may not be until, uh, until the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But uh, certainly at this point in time, as I said, the game's in a real good place. It's fun to watch. And speaking of a good place, boy, oh, boy, the Jays, they're 16-9. and nine. That starting rotation is solid. They've got a day off. They've got Teoscar and the Mariners coming in Friday. Three games, big crowds at those games. going to be a lot of fun. That is it for us. Mr. Barker and myself will be back tomorrow morning on Blue Jays Talk from 10 to noon Eastern on Sportsnet 590, the fan at Sportsnet 360. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. Marvel Studios, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3 is coming to theaters May 5th. To celebrate, Crown, Canada's number one rust protection, is offering a special spring promotion inspired by the movie. Visit crown.com for details and see Marvel Studios, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, Only in theaters May 5th. Good afternoon from Toronto.